Okay. Hi, everyone. So, you know, I was recently reading some of the philosopher Robert Solomon's work on uh, love and the emotions in general. And he says some pretty interesting stuff there. So, I thought I'd try to relay some of it to you. So, uh, sit back then and enjoy. Okay. So, in some sense, it's become almost um, commonplace today to say that if you, if you love someone, then you seek nothing more than their autonomy and their freedom. Yet, as unfashionable as it might be, maybe, it still seems true that at the core of the idea of romantic love is the notion that you want to possess your beloved. After all, possession is built right into our language, isn't it? I mean, especially when we say things like, I'm yours, or she's mine, or this is my husband, or whatever. Actually, even physically holding on to someone suggests a kind of possession, right? So I think that the idea that real love is letting your beloved be totally free to do whatever they want is often a a slightly disingenuous one. Okay, but before moving on, maybe we should clear up what we mean by possession here, because obviously it has some unwelcome connotations. Actually, you know what? The English philosopher, John Locke, might be useful here, because he talked a lot about the nature of ownership, or what it means to legitimately possess something. Okay, so basically what Locke argued was that something becomes ours, becomes something we own, when we mix our labor with it. So, well, what does he mean by this? Well, he was thinking of something like uh, farming a piece of previously unworked and unowned piece of land. But of course, for our purposes, the specific details here aren't really important. What is important and helpful, though, is the idea that something becomes in some sense ours when we invest our time and our work, when we give ourselves over to some project or person. Well, this is what we do when we love someone deeply. We invest ourselves and our labor in the relationship. And that is really what possession in this context means. It doesn't mean um, legally owning a farm. But rather it means the attention and the energy we put into building a life with someone. Okay, but here's the thing. The fact that in love we invest of ourselves so much brings with it certain expectations or or forms of accountability in return. In other words, what it means is that we don't really want to allow the person we have invested in or sacrificed so much for to simply be totally free to do whatever they want, free of any and all expectations. No, real love just isn't absolute acceptance like this. It implies some obligation and some loyalty in return. Actually, this is why the emotion of jealousy isn't as bad as it's sometimes said to be. You know, it's often said to be a a black emotion, totally at odds with love. But why should this be the case? If you're never jealous, doesn't this just show that you think of love as a kind of total acceptance of whatever your beloved does? That your beloved can and should do whatever they feel like, and it doesn't matter to you or them? And if this is so, why is this necessarily a good thing? I mean, 
Jealousy, at least at bottom, is the fearfulness of the loss of something to which you feel entitled, right? And the truth of it is, is that we do feel that we're owed a certain amount of respect and trust from our significant other. And so, to be in a relationship all your life without a particle of jealousy, well, it's not even clear that that's love at all. Okay, but all that said, possession and love can go too far, of course. And that happens when possession distorts into possessiveness. And, um, well, what's the difference between the two? Well, to be overly possessive as a lover is in one way or another to curtail or prevent your beloved sense of independence. So, notice then that there's a fine balance between being too possessive over someone and then not possessive enough. You're too possessive, like I said, when you, when you restrict or crush someone's own aims or goals. But you're not possessive enough when you expect nothing from them as a significant other. So, maybe one way of expressing this is that you want to belong to someone, but without giving up self-determination. You know, it's interesting, as Solomon points out, there have been past generations that have tried to get rid of obligations in love by conceiving of love as something like, um, you know, like a universal fellow feeling or just a, or just sexual experience. The, um, the hippie generation might be particularly apt here. But the problem with this is that such attempts just don't really stick. And the reason for this might be that this sort of open and free conception of love simply understates the sense of possession and expectation that's intrinsic to genuine love. Actually, you know, it's interesting. There seems to be a small but growing segment of younger people today that actually do emphasize love as responsibility, and as such, they form a kind of backlash against the views of the, of the hippie generation or some such similar modern views. But notice something. Now there may be another kind of problem brewing. And that's that this heavy emphasis on duty and responsibility in love may be eclipsing spontaneity and passion. It may be shielding us from the god of erotic love, namely Cupid, and his wonderful but destabilizing arrow. Hey, no one said getting this love stuff right was easy. (laughs) 